What's up, guys? Free NFL Bets. My name is Eric, your host. So excited to get this going. This is week one NFL picks, free bets, player props, spreads, parlays, all my official plays that I will be playing this week. You need to follow me this year, guys. You want to listen to this podcast, I promise you. Free NFL Bets. I really should have named my website, my whole branding, free winning NFL bets. That's what I should have named it. But this is what it is. Free NFL bets. Trust me, guys. I'm giving out free money, free game this entire season. Follow me. Tell your dad. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Listen to this. Let's all make money. All right. If you're watching me on YouTube right now, yes, this is a Manchester United jersey or shirt, kit, whatever you want to call it. I'm such a fair weather soccer fan. But man, if you saw Ronaldo today and you didn't get goosebumps, I don't I don't know what planet you're on, man. That was crazy. Crazy. Um, but I digress from that. Let's get right into it. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you kind of the overview for the season, what the structure of this podcast show looks like. And then also what the stru- structure of me releasing my plays throughout the season looks like. Okay, so once we get through this quick intro, we're going to get to the good stuff. Promise you. Just hang with me for like four minutes. Okay, so if you want all the official plays, follow me on Twitter. Okay, Twitter is at free NFL bets. Free NFL bets. Okay, so that's where you can find all my official releases. All my official plays are on Twitter, free NFL bets. Follow me on all social media platforms in general. I'll be posting all that stuff. Um, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all podcasting platforms. I mean, literally pretty much every podcasting platform you can think of, I'm on it. Um, A little bit about myself why I'm so confident in my plays and why I feel so good about this. I played football since I was in second grade. I played division one football. I was an all conference linebacker, division one football. I played with players on my college team that went to the NFL drafted, were drafted in the NFL. And so, yeah, I know football. I've been on good teams. I've been on bad teams. I know what it's like to be a part of all those teams. And I think that gives me such unique experience in picking these games, picking these spreads, picking these winners and player props and all that stuff because I know what it's like to play on a good team. I know what it's like to play on a bad team. I know what it's like playing on a good run defense. I know what it's like being playing on a bad uh, run defense and et cetera, and so on and so on and so forth. Um, so – I know my stuff. And then on top of that, pertaining to the NFL, I've been a diehard NFL fan since, let's say, third grade, second grade, probably third grade. I've been following this thing super closely. I've always had a knack for picking the games, uh, picking winners. Um, So, yeah, so that's pretty much it, guys. That's my uh, credibility in this stuff. So as far as the structure for this show, Um, I'm kind of debating if I want to do player props first or go into my spread and parlay picks first. For this show, I will do the player prop bets first, and then I will go into my spread and parlay picks second. Okay, then after that, um, I want to keep track of the season. Um, These won't be official plays. After my player props and my spread picks and my parlay picks, those will be my official plays that I'm tracking all year round, officially. Like, that's what I'm officially betting. That's what I'm putting money on. That's what I'm putting on Twitter. Those are my official, official plays. Okay, but on this podcast and on YouTube and, and so forth, I want to I track picking every spread and every total and just see, you know, how I do with that the entire season. And I'll give my thoughts on each game and, and so forth. And... From that, I'll give my top three spread plays and my top three total plays, and I'll track that and hopefully, you know, see how I do this year and use it for next year. If I do really well, then, you know, maybe I'll readjust my thinking into what I'll bet next year. 
Um, and then I'll also go against the top three public, public plays, and I want to track that this year too. And then lastly, I'll give out a mega parlay, and I think I will release a mega parlay every week, a parlay to really get you excited about that, you know, might have you thinking about quitting your job the next day. <laughs> you know, like put a put hundred down to win like 20,000 or something, you know. <laughs> so yeah, one mega parlay, I don't know. Um, I'll get more into that. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Again, follow me on Twitter, all my official stuff. Okay, that was the intro. If you're still listening now, I said that was four minutes. I'm looking at my time. It says five minutes and 40 seconds. So guess what? Let's get into it, guys. Let's get into my free picks. Put money on these plays, okay? Let's get right into it. First play is, again, we're going to player props first this week. First play is Ryan Fitzpatrick under 200 and 63 and a half passing yards against the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a two-unit play. Okay, so I'm putting two units on this play. If you don't know anything about units, usually one unit is 1% to 3% of your overall bankroll. So I'll just touch really, 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 really quickly on bankroll management. I know pretty much everyone listening to this kind of probably or should have an understanding of bankroll management. Okay. When you go into betting, you don't want to put too much of betting into the pot every week or every day because then you run the risk of losing it all on one day's worth of sports betting, okay? Space it out. Roll back your bet size. And it's a long-term game, guys. It's a long-term season, okay? I mean, I, I go into every week thinking that I'm going to be profitable every week, Okay. Does it happen? No, it doesn't. But it happens more times than not. All right. So with that said, you know, just throwing out numbers. Um, you know, if say you have a five thousand dollar bankroll, then you know a nice conservative way to go about it would you know place a hundred dollar bets. That's like basically one unit, one uh, one percent of your bankroll. So use that as one unit. You know, bet a hundred ten dollars to win a hundred dollars. Okay. So you know, go, go with it as you want. So one unit play is around, you know, one, two, three percent of your bankroll. Two unit play is, you know, probably four percent of your bankroll, maybe even five percent of your bankroll. Okay. So yeah, this play is a two unit play for Ryan Fitzpatrick under 263 and a half passing yards against the Chargers. Why do I like this play? I love this play for a lot of reasons, and that's why it's a two-unit play. First is Brandon Staley, the head coach for the Chargers. He comes over from the Rams, right? The Rams had the best passing secondary last season, okay? And they didn't really have that amazing of edge rushers. Oh, yeah, they had Aaron Donald, of course. I mean, interior pass rush is sometimes even more effective than exterior or, or on the side pass rush. You know what I'm saying? So, but regardless, anyways, they got Joey Bosa. I think they have enough pass rush. They weren't great in sacks last season, but I love Brandon Staley's pass defense. He shut down Washington last year when the Rams went to Washington last year on a one o'clock game. Okay, very similar situation here. Um, Chargers secondary is very good, very good, extremely underrated, or maybe not underrated, just very good in general. They have Chris Harris Jr. Yeah, he's older, but he's still effective. They have uh, whatever that Michael, I forget. His first name is Michael. He's an underrated cornerback. He's very good. The Chargers just signed him this offseason back. Like, they re-signed him. He was already on the team. I think it's Michael Davis. Pretty sure it's Michael Davis. They have Nasir Adderley at safety. And Derwin James is finally healthy. He's finally playing. And he can cover well, too. And guess what? They drafted Asante Samuel Jr. in a second round. He, I think he had an uh, interception in the preseason. So, yeah. Love the Chargers secondary. The other thing I love about this is Ryan Fitzpatrick, career-wise, his only average is throwing about 240 passing yards a game. Um, just in general, when he starts, 
Um, and going against a good defense or the game's supposed to be low scoring, like this game is supposed to be, it's a low total. It's 44-point total. Um, it, he goes under 240 passing yards quite often. So, <clears throat> yeah. I don't I, – yeah, again, more, more of this plays on Brandon Staley. I don't think they're going to give up a lot of big passing plays. The other thing I like about this, and then I won't spend too much time. I'll move on to the next play because I could talk about this play all day. Um, I love going into detail about plays, but for the sake of, you know, fluidity and the podcast and everything, keep going to the next play, guys. All you impatient bettors out there just want my bets. Follow me on Twitter then. If you don't want to listen to this, follow me on Twitter. I'll release all the official plays on Twitter. But anyways, back to this. I like Washington to run the ball against the Chargers. <coughs> the Chargers were not good against the run last year. All right? They were not good against the run last year. Um, Brandon Staley, again, he's a really good defensive mind. I think they'll be better this year. But still, I like Washington's offensive line. They added a lot of players. There's a lot of depth. I think they have a good offensive line. I think they're going to have success running the ball with Antonio Gibson. Last point of this is Curtis Samuel's not playing. Okay, they just signed this wide receiver in the offseason to a big contract. He's not playing. All right, so really all you have is De'Ami Brown, a rookie, um, some, like, backup wide receivers on the – on Washington football team that, you know, never really amount to anything, and then Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas and J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson. But, again, this is a short passing game attack. This isn't going to be down the field, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball. So, yeah, two-unit play, Ryan Fitzpatrick under 263.5 passing yards. I bet this on BetMGM. Okay, next play, one-unit play. It is Devontae Smith. Over 43 and a half passing yards. Uh, I mean, sorry, receiving yards, not passing yards. Devontae Smith is the rookie wide receiver for the Eagles. And it's just simply too low for the number one wide receiver on the Eagles. I mean, Jalen Rager, they got rid of Travis Fulgham. But I, don't, I don't even know Quez Watkins or somebody's a third wide receiver. Um, they got the tight end, Zach Ertz, and uh, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders they have. Um, you know, I don't know, guys. I mean, Atlanta has a pretty good run defense last season, and all their front seven's back. I think they're going to be pretty good against the run. That's my hunch. I do like the Eagles' offensive line a ton. I mean, who, who, how can you not like the Eagles' offensive line? Their, their offensive line is a top-five offensive line, easily. Easily, okay? They can bully people. I think they'll have success running the ball. But I still think the Eagles are going to have to throw the ball enough. Why? Because Atlanta is going to – I think they're going to play really well. I think they're going to be able to pass on this older secondary. I mean, Darius Slade Jr., Steven Nelson, Rodney McLeod – other safety that they have, they're all over 30 years old, okay? Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley, the wide receivers for Atlanta, Kyle Pitts, the rookie, you know, they're young, they're fast. I think they can win matchups, and Matt Ryan's proven he's a very good passer his whole entire career. Um, I don't think they'll be able to run that well against the Eagles, but the Falcons' offensive line is pretty good, uh, uh, blocking the pass. And Philly doesn't really have a great edge rusher. Uh, Derek Barnett's okay. Um, yeah, so I think Atlanta's going to be able to move the ball enough to score and enough to make the Eagles not just be able to run the ball the entire game and milk the clock. And, again, it's, this is 43.5 receiving yards, guys. This is the number one receiver for the Eagles. I mean, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith have chemistry all the way back to Alabama. These guys skip parties at Alabama to go work out together. These guys have chemistry. This is like five years worth. I mean, not five years, but they've known each other for five years, okay? Or four years, I guess you could say. They've known each other, okay? They have chemistry. Devontae Smith could get this in one catch. I mean, 
It, it, it's a one-unit play. It's it's rookie. You know, you don't really know Nick Sirianni's coaching philosophy. You know, we'll we'll be cautious with this play. I really want to put two units on this play, but I'm not. I'm going to be cautious. One unit for Devonte Smith over 43 and a half receiving yards. All right, let's see how I'm doing. 15 minutes. Okay, let's keep this thing going, guys. Okay, next play is a two-unit play. It's Joe Burrow over 34 and a half passing attempts. Guys, I can't believe they put this line out there. I, I mean, I want to put, I mean, th this is this is one where you kind of scratch your head and you're like, dang, I want to put my whole bank account on this thing. But you can't be smart, be a, a prudent better, okay? Be smart. We'll do two units on this one. Really love this one, though, okay? Joe Burrow hit this last season in his rookie season. He went over 34 and a half passing attempts, eight out of 10 times, okay? He really went over it eight out of, I mean, nine out of 10 times. One of the two times he didn't go over last uh, season was the game he got hurt against Washington, okay? And he had 34 passing attempts when he got hurt. <laughs> so literally, he would have got it, all right? He would have got it. Um, reasons I like this play. Number one reason is Minnesota has a very, very good run defense this season. It's proven, guys. I, they didn't have a good one last season. But traditionally, Mike Zimmer, when he has his horses in the front seven, he's as good as anybody against the run, okay? They have their guy back, I think, who opted out for COVID last year. I think uh, Pierce is his name. And they have Dalvin Tomlinson, who they signed from the Giants. They got Everson Griffin back. They got Stephen Weatherly back. Um, Eric Kent. Kendricks, Anthony Barr. Uh, guys, it's a stout front seven. Okay. The Bengals have a very weak interior offensive line. They have two pretty good tackles. I'll give them that. But they're not going to be able to move that front seven. <clears throat> if they want to score and move the ball against Minnesota, they will have to throw the ball. Have to throw the ball. Now, let's look on the other side. Will Cincinnati be pushed to have to score? I think yes. Uh, the biggest reason why is because Trey Waynes is out the cornerback for Cincinnati. So, insert Eli Apple. Eli Apple has never lived up to his first round uh, draft grade, draft, whatever you want to call it. He was drafted in the first round. He hasn't lived up to it. They have Mike Hilton. I love Mike Hilton. I'm a Steelers fan. But um, I don't know, maybe they start him on the outside. He's more of a slot cornerback. Um, the linebackers for the Bengals, not very good. I mean, they have to be like bottom 10 linebacker crew in the NFL. And I like their interior defense line. I like the ends. They're stout. But I think Dalvin Cook's going to be able to have his way in this one. I do. I think he has success. And I definitely like the wide receiver matchups for Minnesota over Cincinnati. So, yeah, I see Minnesota pushing the ball. I see them scoring. And, I mean, as long as it's a one-possession game, maybe even like a two – I mean, say, I mean, say worst-case scenario, Cincinnati has a two-possession game going into the fourth quarter. Um, I think Burrow gets there. I really do. I mean, I, th I see worst case, he barely gets over. So – yeah, love that play. Let's keep moving. Um, <clears throat> I'm at 19 minutes. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to pace this. My first time doing this. Okay, I have two more player props, and then we'll get into my spread and parlay picks. Okay, next play. I am shocked. Again, I am shocked they put this on there. Um, I officially released it on Twitter as a one-unit play. Guys, this should really be a two-unit play. The play is Raheem Mostert, the running back for the 49ers, under 16.5 rushing attempts. The line's now at 15.5. Okay, so again, follow me on Twitter if you want 
all my plays, when I release them, when I bet them, so that you get the best line that I play. Okay? Um, just a second, quick water break. Okay. Yeah. So he, his last two seasons, again, he missed like six games last season, right? Something like that. He has only gone over that rushing total, rushing attempts in a game two times in the last two seasons. If you want to include the playoffs, three times in the last two seasons. That's basically equates to two times in 26 games. Has he gone over 16 and a half rushing attempts? I already released the podcast on this. Um, if you want to go listen to my explanation for Raheem Mostert, um, you can go listen to that. Uh, in short, Trey Sermon's there, uh, the rookie running back. Kyle Shanahan is a system usage load manager. He manages all his players' touches. He follows a script. Um, he has an idea of how many touches he wants each player to get. He does. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's an offensive genius. So the odds of Mostert getting over 16 and a half carries is just highly unlikely. Very highly unlikely. The only way it happens is if um, Detroit keeps it close and they have to milk the clock out in a one-possession game and Mostert gets an extra five carries that just weren't ever in any realm considered. And even in that case, Trey Sermon might come in once Mostert gets the first down to milk the clock. Who knows? Um, my last player prop, I already played it. Again, follow me on Twitter, all my releases. Dak Prescott, over 39 and a half passing attempts. That cashed in the third quarter, guys. That was crazy. That was, I mean, I, I mean, I couldn't have even written that one up better than what had happened. That was easy, easy money. That was a one-unit play. Okay, so that's all my player props. Again, I'll recap that. First play, two units, Ryan Fitzpatrick, under 263.5 passing yards. Second play, Devontae Smith, one unit, over 43.5 passing, I mean, receiving yards, over 43.5 receiving yards. Uh, next play is Joe Burrow, two units, over 34 and a half passing attempts. The next play, one unit, Raheem Mostert, under 16 and a half rushing attempts. And then the last play that already cashed, one unit, Dak Prescott, over uh, 39 and a half passing attempts. He threw for 53 passing attempts or something um, on Thursday night. So, yeah, crazy. Okay, all you impatient bettors that just want my bets and don't care about my analysis, let's get on to my spread, play, my spread and parlay picks. Okay, so it's week one, guys. I have a lot of leans. I have a ton of leans. A ton of stuff that I love and like and feel really good about. I'm going cautious. I'm cautiously treading um, this week. And it's funny. I say that I'm being cautious and I have four and a half units, five different plays out there. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, let's just get into it. First play. Um, well, I guess I'll kind of go over my strategy, my betting strategy, before I get into this. So you kind of know what I'm going to be looking at um, each week throughout the entire season. If you'll be listening to me all season, which you should. You want free money, man. I'm giving you free money. Okay. <clears throat> what I do is this, and I tested it out last season, the last uh, 15, uh, last 13, 13 weeks of the season, including the playoffs. <clears throat> Basically, what I do is, is I tease pretty much every game under, over, points to pick them you can possibly think of. I 
put all the ones that I like that I think have a chance. I rate them on a scale of one to ten. I have like a, a bigger modeling system than than just that, but that's I'm giving you the brief overview so I can get to the plays for all you impatient betters out there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I do. I put them in parlays of two, parlays of three, and I kind of go from there. I really generally don't do a lot of straight up spread picks. I'm gonna try to get into it a little bit this year for my official plays, but again, I'm gonna do the other segment later, just tracking it this year to see how I do, because I, I wanna, I really wanna win at a high percentage this year, so I don't wanna jeopardize that for me just trying to see how I do with this, okay? I know how I do with the parlays. I do really well with them, all right? People say, don't do parlays, don't do them. Like, you lose money on parlays. I mean, I don't know. I think I have a knack at this. So, yeah, let's get to it. Okay, so play number one is a three-team parlay. I guess it's not really a team. I'll just say team for the sake of it. I have two overs on this play. So it's a three a three leg. It's a three-legged parlay. Okay, so leg means three different plays on one ticket to increase your odds. Okay, so 49ers win, so money line. Um, Kansas City, Cleveland game over 42 and a half. Passing, I mean, over, sorry, I'm thinking all over the place right now. Kansas City, Cleveland over 42 and a half points. And then Arizona, Tennessee over 42 and a half points for the total. All right, this came out to minus 125 on uh, FanDuel. <clears throat> I think you had to do minus two or minus two and a half for the 49ers instead of them just money line win. Um, try to do minus two if you can. If I can't get good odds on money lines, then I do minus two. Reason being is I've lost so many bets in the past by doing minus two and a half because teams only win by two because of the two-point conversion now. I don't risk it anymore. I don't do minus two and a half. I just don't do it. I just don't. I do minus two if I don't get good money line odds. Um, if I lose by point twenty-one twenty, you know, I'll live with that. That's like a that's a one-off. I'm not going to be worried about that. Um, yeah, so that's the play. <coughs> Excuse me. 49ers, money line are minus two with Kansas City game over 42.5 points and Arizona over 42.5 points, the Arizona-Tennessee game. All right, one unit, one unit for this play. Okay, so I'll talk about it briefly. 49ers should win. They have every advantage. Um, better coaching, better talent. Um I mean, it, it would be pretty darn shocking to see them lose, okay? Taylor Decker for the Lions is out. It's the left tackle for them. So that's great news for the 49ers defensive line. And, yeah, I, I mean, guys, I mean, let's just keep this real short and sweet. Jimmy Garoppolo can manage this game and not mess this game up. Okay, 49ers should win this game. I feel very confident in that. I mean, I if you're in a survivor pool, I mean, I don't love taking road teams, and it's first week of the NFL season, and, you know, the Lions are going to come out and play their hearts out because they're, they're optimistic. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. 49ers don't have any weakness. The only weakness they have is that Javon Kinlaw, their stud defensive tackle, is not playing. Okay. That's that stinks. I don't like that, but oh well. Um, Kansas City over 42 and a half points. I think the total's at 54 and a half. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Kansas City's gonna score, guys. I mean, they always score. I mean, th this is like a no brainer, no brainer at all. I mean, just needs to get to 23 20. Uh, I mean, Kansas City's gonna score three touchdowns. And I think this is all worst-case scenario. They're going to score 21 points, or worst case. And then 
I think the Browns score three touchdowns too, almost worst case. Um, yeah, I mean, Cleveland's going to be able to run the ball. Uh, Willie Gay Jr., the linebacker for the Chiefs, is not is on injured reserve, and they have a rookie linebacker and Anthony Hitchens next to him. I think it's Anthony Hitchens. So I like their defensive line. I like Frank Clark. I like Puna Ford. I like Reed. I like uh, Chris Jones, of course. Who doesn't like Chris Jones? He's an animal. Um, but Cleveland's offensive line is nasty. They're going to be able to move the ball against those guys. And, um, yeah, Kevin Stefanski, he's an offensive genius too for the Browns, the play caller, head coach. They're going to score points. Let's let's keep it short and simple. I mean, that that's pretty chalky, but, guys, it's going to hit for sure. Same with the 49ers. That's why this is I, – I really like this play a lot. Okay, last leg of this parlay is Arizona-Tennessee over 42.5 points. Um, Tennessee was an over team last season. Yes, they got Janoris Jenkins. They drafted Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. They got Bud Dupree from the Steelers. And um, they have two pretty good linebackers. I don't know, guys. I, I still – I'm not I – mean, Mike Rabel is the head coach. He's a defensive-minded guy. I just – I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I, I think there's still growing pains early in the season, and then you don't want to try to figure out your growing pains when you have to go against Arizona, who has a revamped offensive line, which is pretty darn good. I, I think it is. I think it's pretty darn good. Um, so he's gonna. So Kyler's gonna have plenty of time to throw the ball, scramble if he needs to. I think they can even run the ball against Tennessee. Tennessee wasn't good against the run last season. So yeah, I think Arizona moves the ball fairly easily against Tennessee. And then conversely, on the other side of the matchup, Tennessee's offense. I like against Arizona. Arizona's secondary is in flux. They have Byron Murphy Jr. and Robert Alford at corner against A.J. Brown and Julio Jones for the Titans. Um, If you're taking Julio Jones or A.J. Brown player props, I couldn't blame you this week. Could not blame you one bit. I think with J.J. Watt... Chandler Jones, I think they got Lakey Fotu, I think is the other guy they got on the inside for the Cardinals defensive line. I think they might be okay against the run this year. I think they, you know, maybe not initially with Isaiah Simmons and their rookie Zaven Collins or or whatever his, his name is, linebacker out of Tulsa. Um, they might be okay stopping the run. I don't think they're they'll be great against Derrick Henry this week. Um, but even worse case, if they are, they're going to be able to throw on this team. I'm not worried about it. Um, I think, if anything, this is the leg that kind of concerns me the most. But I still – this should go over, guys. 23-20, Tennessee, Arizona, two high offensive power teams from last year. Everybody's back, and they added more. A.J. Green on the Cardinals and Rondell Moore through the draft. And then offensive line's better, and then – Titans added Julio Jones, <clears throat> who still can play very well. That should hit, guys. That first play should hit. I feel really good about that. Um, that that's a good play. I feel really good about that. Okay, second play is the 49ers minus two. Um, or, I mean, if you have to do minus two and a half, I, I think I would even do minus two and a half against the Lions. That's how confident I am in the 49ers. And this, by the way, is technically my only double-dipping play out of all the other plays. Um, the, I have the 49ers on two plays to win or minus two, even minus two and a half in this case. Um, all the other plays, I'm only touching them once. So it's pretty much uniquely its own play. Um. Yeah, it's a two-leg parlay, 49ers minus two, or minus two and a half, and then Green Bay plus three and a half. It's one unit. Um, FanDuel is minus 126. I don't love playing above minus 120 juice. Minus 125, if I really love it, I'm okay with it. 
Uh, in this case, I don't love it. Not thrilled with it, but minus 126 is not, is not that awful. And I do expect this to cash pretty easily. Um, if you want better odds, just do Green Bay money line, 49ers money line. That'll bring it down to like minus 110 probably. So we already talked about the 49ers. Let's talk about Green Bay. This play is um, reason why I did plus three and a half on this one is because the Saints, I respect Sean Payton. I respect their offensive line. <clears throat> um, sorry, guys. I have like a little tickle in my throat. I do like the Saints' ability in this one to move the ball. I think they can run on the Packers. The Packers have never been able to stop the run and I don't know how many years now. They can't stop the run, guys. They just can't. They have bad linebackers. It's Chris Barnes and Devondre Campbell or something. I mean, guys, it's not good. It's not good. Saints have a very good offensive line. They should be able to run the ball with Kamara. Yeah, they lost Latavius Murray, but, guys, Sean Payton is creative. I wouldn't be surprised if Taysom Hill lines up in the backfield, okay? They're going to be able to move the ball against the Packers. And that's why my next play after this, you'll see why I like it so much. Um, but, yeah, they'll be able to move the ball against the Packers. Jameis Winston is competitive. He will probably be able to move the ball against the Packers. So that's why I'm doing plus three and a half. I still like Green Bay to win this. This game's played in Jacksonville because of Hurricane. Gosh, I forgot the name. It's kind of bad. Um yeah, New Orleans got hit with the hurricane again. They can't play in their stadium for like a month. So they're playing in Jacksonville as a home game. So Green Bay's traveling to Jacksonville. New Orleans is traveling to Jacksonville. And they're playing there. It's on grass. New Orleans is a turf team. They traditionally do not play well on the grass. Okay? So it's one advantage for Green Bay. The other is it's not a home game for New Orleans. If anything, uh, Green Bay fans travel well. I think it's. I think there's going to be a ton of Green Bay fans there. I think they're going to have a pretty uh, kind of a home field advantage, if you if you say. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He's in a prove it mode. Chip on his shoulder. He seems really focused. He seems really sharp. He seems, you know, very light in terms of where his mental stress. He's like quoting yoga stuff on Instagram and uh, mindfulness and Buddha te Buddhist teachings. And I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers seems focused. He seems ready to go. He seems in a very good state of mind. Um, I like the secondary for the Packers to make plays against Jameis Winston. That's why I also like this play. Um, bottom line, guys, I think worst case, this is a field goal lose an overtime type of game for Green Bay. Could they lose it? Yeah, they could lose. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. Um but just Aaron Rodgers is and this team lost the NFC championship game. This is their first game back. They have everybody back from this team. I mean this is a team that's been to two straight NFC championship games. They're on a mission guys. Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. They're gonna come out motivated for this game. I like them. I like this play. Don't love it, love it, but I like it a lot. 49ers minus two. Green Bay plus three and a half, one unit. All right, play three. Play three, I kind of already alluded to it. And I guess you could kind of, so, so if, if you're not loving my first play with Arizona, 42 and a half, I don't know why I'm kind of like, Concerned about Arizona, Tennessee going over 42 and a half. You can swap it out with the Packers over 42 and a half. And it'll actually give you better odds, too, uh, with, with play three. So play three is Kansas City money line, and then Packers, Saints over 42 and a half total points. Okay, you want even better odds? I'm fine with KC minus two. Um, but I could see them only winning by two. I could see them only winning by two against the, the Brownies. I could. I could see a two-point conversion fail from the Brownies and then Chiefs squeak out a win. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about it real quick. So just it's a two-leg parlay. KC win, Packers, Saints over 42.5 total points. One unit. 
one unit play. All right. So we already kind of talked about the Kansas City game. Uh, but let me just speak about their mindset. I love Patrick Mahomes when he's pushed, when he's mad, when he feels like he has something to prove. They were sleepwalking last year, guys. They sleptwalked to a 14-win season or a 15-win season, whatever it was. Or I, don't, I don't know, 13 wins. Whatever it was. They won over 13 games last season. I know that. Okay? And they sleptwalk. They didn't cover any spreads. They were barely winning. They didn't look focused at times in games. That's changing this year. They have a lot to prove this season. And they're going to come out at home ready to go. Better believe it. Okay? Better believe it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of the biggest play on this, honestly. Um, remember Patrick Mahomes got injured in this game. The concussion had to leave early. Uh, couldn't finish the game out. So he has a lot to prove in his mind, too, in that regard. Um, I just I just think they're a cut above Cleveland. Like, yes, Cleveland has a puncher's chance, uh, a fighter, a fighting chance. Don't get me wrong. Kevin Stefanski is very good. I think they're going to be able to move the ball. I think they're going to be able to score points. I think it's going to be a shootout. But in the end, um, I think Kansas City's more efficient on offense. I think they're going to capitalize more. And, yeah, I feel, feel very good about that one. Um, and then the second part, second leg of this parlay is the Packers. Saints over 42.5. I kind of already just spoke about that in the last play. I like the Saints to move the ball enough to score. I think they're going to be able to run on them. I think Sean Payton gets creative with Jameis and – Kamara, Taysom Hill, I think they're able to score two touchdowns and a field goal. And, uh, yeah, two field goals. I mean, yeah, I, th I think they're going to get to 20 points. And then I think Green Bay, of course, gets to 23 points. So I feel pretty good about that one. Um, yeah, I feel pretty good about that one, guys. Uh, the fourth play is Washington. Uh, so it's a three-leg parlay. It's a half a unit, and it is three under plays. Now, traditionally, playing unders in the beginning of the season is not smart, and that's why I put this as a half unit play. Um, I still like this to go under, guys. I really like this to go under. I think this is plus 102 on FanDuel. Um, so, yeah, plus 102 odds, great odds. And the unders are this. The unders are Washington and the Chargers under 52.5 points. New England and Miami under 52.5 points. Denver and the Giants under 52.5 points. So I'll just quickly touch on these. The reasoning behind this um, Washington-Chargers game is simple. Um, not great offense for Washington, great defense of mind for the Chargers, and better defensive coaching for the Chargers this year. I think they'll play a lot better in the red zone, and I like them to hold Washington to less than 28 points. Um, if you think the Chargers are going to win, I like Washington to hold held less than 24 points. Again, if it's 28-24 the final for this game, the bet wins. Or that leg wins, okay? So 52 and a half points, 28 plus 24 is 52. Anything over that, if you think, if you think it's going to be 30 to 23, then, you know, you don't want to play this. But I don't see that. Again, I think Washington's going to run the ball. That'll milk the clock. Less possessions, less chances for scoring. Um, on the other side, I like Washington's defense a lot. Um, yeah, Herbert, I think he can – put in four touchdowns on a really, really perfect day, but I don't see it. I like Washington playing really well. I like their defensive line, obviously. And, yeah, I like that play a lot. I like under 52-and-a-half for Washington and the Chargers. Um, next one is New England and Miami. Uh, two young quarterbacks, Mac Jones, two at Tungavailoa. Um, yeah, I think Billy Ball is back, man. Old school Billy Ball. 
And what I mean, Billy Ball, Bill Belichick. Stop the run, play good defense, control the game, and run the ball. That's what he did against Baltimore last season. That's what they did against a lot of teams last year with Cam Newton. Well, Cam Newton's not there. I still think that's fine. Um, Mac Jones. I mean, I like Damian Harris. I like uh, the players that got back from COVID last season who opted out for the Patriots. Um, their offensive line's better. They're going to run the ball against Miami soft linebackers, soft interior defensive line. I think they run the ball well. Again, you run the ball. You don't turn the ball over. Uh, Mac Jones and Tua Tungabailoa, they don't really turn the ball over. Again, unders in the NFL do not hit if teams turn the ball over a lot because that means the other team gets good field positioning, scores more points quickly on short fields. Again, Tua and Mac Jones do not turn the ball over a lot. Now, could they on Sunday? Yeah, they could. And again, that's why this is a half-unit play. Rookie quarterback in the NFL. But I think Josh McDaniels really keeps the playbook simple, and they run the ball and control the game. Billy Ball is back. Love it. I really like this play. Under 52.5 points. Last leg of this parlay, Giants, Broncos, Again, under the same number, 52 and a half. Oh, Patrick Graham, or Graham, the defensive coordinator for the Giants, is really good. He knows what he's doing. They play good red zone defense. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he had a pretty good preseason, won the starting job. I don't think he can have four touchdowns against the Giants defense this week. And... Yeah, that's simple. And then on the other side, gosh, Daniel Jones is not very good. Um, I'll be shocked if they score 28 points against the Broncos. I'll be shocked. So um, looking again, I don't know. Games usually go over in the first week of the season, and that's why I'm kind of nervous about this one. So it's a half-unit play for this parlay. I think this one cashes, though, guys. I really like this play a lot. And I was like, I have to play this just because um, <clears throat> just traditionally I have a really good feel for unders. Just as a former college, you know, defensive player, linebacker, played on good defenses, I know what it's like to have your way with an offense. I know what it's like. I think, I think, I mean, these six teams have pretty, pretty darn good defenses, so. I like this play a lot, guys. Half unit play. If you want to put a unit on it, I can't blame you. I, I did not. I only put a half unit, but I can't blame you if you want to put a full unit on this one at, at plus money. Okay, last play um, for my spread and parlay picks is, again, I, I released this on Twitter back in, um, what was it, like second week of August. Um and now I'm kind of stuck with it. I could cash it out. Cash out is available for me. Or I could just, you know, eat it and bet it the other way. Um, it's Seattle minus three. I don't know how I feel about it now. I still like it with Russ uh, giving me a chance in this one. I mean, Russell's the better quarterback. Everything else seems to be equal in terms of uh, – rosters and coaching and all that. I mean, there's a home field advantage for the Colts. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't love that. But, um, yeah, looking back on it, I don't know, guys. I mean, yeah, it should have – I should probably should have waited on this. But, I mean, gosh, Carson, I mean, they said 5 to 12 weeks. And, I mean, this is week five. Like, he was supposed to be out the first week. So, supposed to be <clears> – <throat> Um, whoever the third-string quarterback is for the Colts, because I don't think Ellinger can play in this one. Uh, so, yeah. But such as that, Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz look to play this week. So, you know, that kind of brings this bet to a not-great situation. Not, not a huge advantage. But whatever. I'll roll with Russ in this one. Um, hope it hits. Um, I released it, so I'm not going to eat the juice on it and play the Colts the other way and 
or cash it out and lose the juice and you know we're 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 gonna roll with this one. We're gonna roll with this one. I, I think uh I think the Seahawks win this game. And if they only win by three, then we get our money back. Um okay guys, so I went through all my plays. I'll recap it really quickly and then we'll get to <clears throat> all my spread and total picks for the this week. My thoughts briefly, briefly on every uh, game because I'm at 15 minutes now for the podcast. I didn't really want this to go over an hour. And then we'll talk about the three top public plays and we'll see if they win or lose next week. I mean, we'll recap it next week. Okay, so let's go over the spreads really quickly. All right, guys. Um, sorry, let's recap all my all my picks. So first play, 49ers minus 2.5. KC over 42.5 points uh, total. Arizona-Tennessee over 42.5 points total. That's the first play. Second play, 49ers minus 2. And Green Bay plus 3.5. Two-leg parlay. That's also for one unit. Third play is Kansas City win. And the Packers-Saints game over 42.5 total points. That's one unit. And then the fourth play is the Washington game under 52.5, then the New England game under 52.5, and then Denver under 52.5. That's for a half a unit. And then Seattle minus three. That's one unit. That's the last play. All right, let's get to the spreads, and then we'll close out. And, yeah, we'll recap and go over the winnings next week. So let's do it. Um Pittsburgh Buffalo, uh, minus six and a half for Buffalo. That's the line right now. I'm a Steelers fan. I'm just gonna be a homer. I think Pittsburgh, even with the starting two rookie offensive line, um, Buffalo's beaten them two times the last two seasons. Pittsburgh's gonna come in motivated for this one. I think it's a one possession game. Um, as far as the total, it's 48 and a half. It's it's been bet down from 51. Um, since I think Pittsburgh's going to stay in this one, I could see it going over, but I don't think it goes over, guys. I think this one goes under 48, even though it's got lost line value. Um, the Jets-Carolina is the next game. I have Carolina winning this one. Uh, so I'll go over minus, I see minus three and a half at some books. So if you want to buy the minus uh, three, I would. So I will officially say that. I'll do minus three. I'll buy the half a point. And then the over-unders at 44 and a half, 45 some books. Um, not a key number there. So, um I, th- I like Zach Wilson, guys. I'm going to go over in this one. In the spirit of week one, and a lot of games go over, I'll go over for that one. Jacksonville is minus three and a half at some books against Houston. Guys, I'm taking Houston plus three and a half. Jacksonville has no business being minus three and a half point favorites on the road with a rookie quarterback and just not an amazing offensive line and so forth. Um Houston's got a chance to win this game, guys. This might be their only win of the whole season. Um, Over-under is 45-and-a-half. I like the under. I like the under in this one. I do. Both defenses are kind of good, surprisingly. Um, I like Jacksonville's front seven a lot. And Houston, they have a lot of veterans on defense and a lot of pride. When there's a lot of veterans and guys, you know, that's it's a lot of pride. You know, they're not going to give up many touchdowns. See a lot of field goals in this game. I got under 45 and a half points. Arizona, Tennessee, minus three for Tennessee is the line. I'll take the Cardinals plus three. I think the Cardinals have have a good shot uh, shot of winning this game. I think it's a toss up game. I don't I don't think it's my I don't think Tennessee deserves to be favored at all. Um, totals at 53 and a half. Um, I don't know, gosh, it's, I mean, I, I do like it to go over in general, but, I mean, that's 34-20, that's 30-24, to 24, right? Um, I'll go over. In the spirit of week one, I'll go over. 
go over 53. I'll go over that high number. Um, and guys, just briefly, actually, I want I want to check this, uh, track this to the whole season. The top three totals, I want to see if they go over in the season, and the and the three lowest totals, I want to see if they go under and what they do every week. I'm going to track that too. So let me write that down. Three over, three unders. All right, I'm going to track that too for us. Okay, next game, Chargers Washington. Totals 44 and a half. So 24-20. I like that to go under. Um, wow, it opened minus two Chargers, and now it's Washington minus two. And minus one and a half in a lot of places. Minus one somewhere. It's basically a pick em. Um, I've been going back and forth on this one, guys. I kind of like the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one. Um, I don't know, man. I keep thinking about it. No, I'll, I'll go home team. I'll go Washington. Yeah, I'll stick with Washington officially. Okay, Philly, Atlanta is the next game. Total is at 48 and a half. I have that going under 48 and a half. And the total is Atlanta minus three, Atlanta minus three and a half. If you can't get three and a half, guys, I like the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I'll, I'll take Eagles plus three and a half all day. Love that. All right, next game, I already spoke about it, Seattle minus three. I took Seattle. If I had to pick it over and I didn't bet uh, at the beginning when I heard about Carson Wentz being injured, um... I think I'd still go Seattle minus three. The over-unders at 48. Um, man, both these defenses gave up points last year. I'll go over. In the spirit of week one, we'll go over 48. We'll go over. We'll keep going over. All right, next game, Minnesota-Cincy. Uh, line is Minnesota minus three. Guys, I like Cincinnati plus three in this game. I think Cincinnati has a really good shot of winning this game. Um, the over-unders at 47. I like over. Spirit of the overs. We'll keep going over. Uh, San Francisco-Detroit's next game. San Fran minus eight. Minus eight and a half. Man. Uh, I could see Detroit. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll lay the points. If I'm playing, I'm laying. I'm laying the points with this one. I think San Francisco has the edge on all phases, man. I don't. I think they have a lot of pride. They won't let a, a a cheap touchdown be scored. I mean, some defenses, some teams really pride themselves on not giving up touchdowns late when they're up two possessions. San Francisco is one of those teams. Um, I like them to cover in that situation, actually. Okay, over under for that game is forty six. Um. Yeah. That's a weird over-under. It's been bet down on the under. Um, huh. I kind of like it to go under, too. Under 46? I'll go under 46. All right, Cleveland, Kansas City. Total's at 54.5. I will go over. And Kansas City minus 5.5. Hmm. Open minus 6. I think I'll actually buy the half point. And I'll take Cleveland plus six in this one. Yeah, I'll take Cleveland plus six. That's uh, six is good enough, you know. Last, you know, touchdown overtime pushes. Um, I don't know, guys. I'm thinking. You know what? No, uh, I, Patty's Patty's in revenge mode this season. I'll go Kansas City minus five. All right, next game is Miami and New England. Uh, New England's minus three. I like that. I'll take that. I think Billy Ball's back, baby. Bill Ball is back. Over unders 43 and a half. I will take that. I like 23 to 20. I think that might be the score, actually. New England winning. So I'll take under 43 and a half. Next game, Denver, New York. Denver's minus three. It opened Giants minus one. Um... <clears throat> I think this is a pump the brakes, guys. I think this is a pump the brakes spot. Um, I don't like Daniel Jones. 
I don't. <laughs> Trust me, I don't. I just have a hunch that Giants can win this game. I'm taking Giants plus three. Over unders at 41 and a half. That'd be 2120. It would hit. Um 23-17 would hit. I think it goes over, guys. In the spirit of the over, and I know, <laughs> guys, I know I just released a play with the Giants, Denver, under 52 and a half. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna go over 41, though. That's my feeling. Just a little bit. I just think 41's a very low number, guys. Um, even for those two defenses. Um Ashley, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll, hold, we'll hold our nose and go under 41. I'll change it to under. Go against the spirit of week one. Okay. Sunday night game, Chicago and L.A. It's minus seven and a half for the Rams. Um, Man, guys, I really don't have a great lean in this game. I'll go Chicago. I'll take the points. I'll go seven and a half. Um, I even see some eights in some books. Um, eights eight would be a, a good number just in case it's twenty eight twenty or something like that. You know, I, I like taking eights. Seven and a half is safe usually, but I like eights. Um, Green Bay, New Orleans. Excuse me, we already talked about this one. Uh, it's three and a half by the half point. Take Green Bay minus three. Over-unders at 49.5 most places. I'm going over 49.5. I like points in that one. Um, Monday night game, Las Vegas at home, plus 4.5. I'm taking that, guys. I think Vegas is going to win that game. I'll go plus 4.5 for Vegas, and over-unders at 50.5, and and I'm going to go – oh, I'll buy the half point at 51. And I will go under 51 points, the key number of 51, very key number of 51. Um, I will go under 51. I need to go against the spirit of week one. Okay, so almost done, guys. Thanks for listening. If you're still listening now, please tell a friend, tell a family member, please. If you listen this long, you're supporting me this much, you like my content, this much please tell a friend subscribe to my youtube follow me on twitter please support this this is free guys i'm not paying i'm not charging anybody anything for this um okay let's go over the top three overs and the top three unders okay so we'll track this next week okay the top three unders are The top three unders are Denver, 43. Actually, it's 41 and a half. We'll say 41 and a half. So Denver, 41 and a half. The Chargers, 44 and a half. And the Jets, 44 and a half. So we'll track those next week. Actually, it's Miami, New England, 43 and a half. So Denver game, Miami game. And Washington. Those are the three under games. And those are the ones I'm teasing anyways. Um, so, yeah, those three games are the three lowest totals. Let's see the three highest totals. Three highest totals are Arizona, Tennessee, 53 and a half. Uh, Cleveland, Kansas City, 54 and a half. And Baltimore, Vegas, 50 and a half. So 50. Okay, so we'll track those next week. Uh, the top three public plays. Let me see if I can find it real quick. The, uh, let's see here. Okay. There we go. Pull it up real quick, guys. Just a second. Oh, uh, sorry. I clicked the wrong thing. Bear with me, guys. Okay. Let's see. Okay, the biggest, the three public monies will get in the highest bet percentage. 
is wow Carolina's up there Carolina I think Seattle oh, gosh that doesn't bode well for my play huh Minnesota wow Minnesota oh the Rams wow okay so the Rams is number one at 83 percent of the money so the Rams Rams Uh, Rams, Carolina, Seattle, and Minnesota. Um, hmm. What is track all four? Okay, so we'll track all four of those. Okay, my top three spread picks for the week. It would definitely be... Uh, let me see here. Um... My top three spread picks. I'll take San Francisco. I'll take that. I'll take that high number. I'll take it. I'll take San Francisco. I will take Green Bay minus three. I'll buy that. So Green Bay and San Francisco. And then my last pick, I'll take... Let's see here. Um, I will take Seattle. I'll take minus three with Seattle. So th that's my three plays right there. That's my top three spread picks, all favorites. Um, we'll see what happens. Okay, my top three total plays. Uh, New Orleans over that game, 49 and a half. And let's see what else. Um, I will go. Let me see about 54 and a half. That's a lot of points for Kansas City. Um, I will go under for the Buffalo game, even though the line dropped. I'll take 48 and a half and I'll go under 48 and a half. And the last play, I will take, let's see here, you know what, in the spirit of week one and the highest total on the board, let's go over for the Kansas City game. So those are my three uh, overs. Okay, let's see what time-wise we're at. Minute seven, minute seven. So guys, thanks for listening. Let's wrap this up. We'll recap everything next week. And enjoy week one NFL Sunday, guys. Really enjoy it. Have fun. Um, yeah. Hope everybody has success tomorrow, and I will see you next week.